Everybody, it's your girl Butter P, and you are listening to Kicking It with Butter the podcast. Guys, I am super, 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 super duper excited about my guest today. This is one of my best friends, one of my homegirls, one of my chica lindas. My girl Miriannis Rodriguez. Did you really just say my full name on this podcast? I'm gonna kill you. I got my girl Miri up in the building. I call her Miri. Yes. But if you don't know how to roll that R, you can call her Miri. We'll take that too. But I have my girl Miri in the building with me. I'm super excited. Uh, we have our two little young ladies, our little interns our in the building today too, with us taking pictures and video. Actually, my daughter is filming and she's not supposed to be, but whatever. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> So yeah, I'm excited about this. What's up, Mary? What's up? What is going on, Butterfee? I'm so excited to be here in Florida. It is beautiful and 80 degrees. Man, I miss that. Can I tell you? I didn't think I would, but I do. I'm not going to lie. I miss, I miss the humidity. I bet you do. I do. The, my hair's crazy, but that's okay. I think, uh, you know, I, I think I can live with the humidity a little bit long. So I'll, I'll be back. I'll be back in Florida. I think we have a five-year plan in Seattle and then we'll be back for sure but it's been it's been crazy ride I feel like I have so much to talk to you about yeah man I feel like this is supposed to be three parts <laughs> this is the whole season all of Actually, this is the whole season <laughs> but we're we always re- do that we're we- gonna rename it halfway jeez <laughs> we never stop talking you and I when we get together it's like all day <laughs> there's so much I want to talk to you about but because like, you're such an interesting person and I just want people to know you but oh. First things first, yeah. right? Yeah. My sneaker collection. Yes. Right? So um, I bought some new shoes. Okay, this week. what'd you get? Uh, I got two new pair of shoes this nice. week. Um, so my husband has this thing that uh, I, I spoke to the other day about this. Um, he has this thing that he likes to match sneakers with me. I hate it. But. Like twinsies. Yeah, it drives me nuts. Like in high school. <laughs> That's so weird. So I'm thinking maybe when he was in high school, he just didn't have a girlfriend to do that with. So now he's so getting now he's it like, out. <laughs> like, let's just let's, do it now. Let's dress up together. So I do it to appease him. But um, I just got two new pair of Adidas uh, this week. One of them are all black. Nice. Um, nice. Super dope. Um, and so I'm super excited about them. I got them for like 35 bucks. What? They Where? Just came out. Ah, see? Oh, you're not going to give up the secrets. No, I, I have a friend, really good friend. Who works for Adidas, so she hooked it up. You have like all the hookups in every part of the industry. I know I do. That's but insane. you have to. You gotta you gotta have the hookup. <laughs> but so um so yeah, I just got this fresh pair of sneakers and I'm super excited to wear them. I even told Kanata he could get a pair so we can match because they're that dope. Wow. I'm gonna name that's them nice. I'm gonna name them my Black Panthers. All black. <laughs> so when you guys see them on my feet, you're gonna be like, oh shit. Those are it. Those are the Black Panthers. Wakanda forever. Yes. So you're not a sneaker person, though. No, no, I'm not. You are a shoe person. <laughs> I am. I don't know. To be honest, I don't know anything about sneakers. I, I, I think it was because my mom, my mom forced me to wear them when I was a little girl, and they never matched my dresses. So I looked weird. I was like, and I was like, why am I wearing sneakers? She's like, because you need, you know, you're gonna be running around. I'm like, but I'm all dressed up like from from the knees up. I have like dresses and nice little bows, <laughs> and then sneakers that make that doesn't match. Like I want, I want, you know, I want sandals and little girl shoes. That never happened. So I think it was like my face of like no sneakers ever again i think that's why i love about us we're completely opposite <laughs> totally 
I'd rather a pair of Jordans. You'd rather a pair of wedge heels. That's, that's right. <laughs> but you pull them off. What is the most expensive shoe you've ever bought? Oh, really? You're going to ask me that question on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. How about hold this? on. Hold what, on. Was, what was the... Okay. What was the first pair of shoe that you bought yourself? You could have been like 13, That's 14, a good question. That you could have said, yo, I'm going to save up money and I'm yeah. going to buy these. What was the first pair of shoe that the, you bought? The first pair of shoes I bought that I was really proud of was like, my paycheck is going to this and I don't care. Um, I was actually, I don't know, I wasn't even 18 yet. And I went to, you know, Bernine's, right? We had the Bernine's stores. Bernine's. Yeah, the Florida store. That's what it is. <laughs> and I was like, I'm getting myself a pair of shoes like it's happening and I you know it's funny I got them and I, I won't tell you the brand yet but I got them and then I was like I don't even have to like I have nothing to wear this with and for like for months they just sat there because I just bought them and I was like nothing to wear them with and then yes started I started th- I started dressing up and I was like oh my gosh you know you you buy the shoes first and then you buy the outfit like that's how it works in my world and it's worked ever since so they were actually a pair of Pradas Ooh. yes yes and they were so just let me just tell you um they were they weren't you know they weren't like the they weren't the seasonal ones they were okay. they were off season and they were clearance items but still they were you know they were products and they were nice and i was i was so happy they were they were um they were yellow and blue <laughs> I can totally see it. it you like can't a, just wear some black shoes. No, and that's they gotta have some fi- color. I couldn't find anything to wear them with. What do you wear those shoes with? I was like, what? You know, I can't match them. To, I have no clothes to match this with. But I found, I, then I started buying clothes that matched them. But, you know, they actually, you can wear them with, with anything. I wish I still had them. Do you still cool. have them? No, oh, I, I, I actually had them. Can I tell you the truth? I moved to Seattle a year ago, right? And I, I had them in a box. I found them like it, I was cleaning out my closet. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And it was like it was like I just the momentum of it. I, it wasn't obvious. It was a memento. It wasn't really that I could wear them. They were so worn out. They had like all of the heel was like stuck, like you know how, like you chip in the back in the back. They were like chipped up like this. And then I took them down to the Coral Springs. I took them to a a, um, a cobbler. To get them like, fixed. Yeah, and I was like, could you fix them? They're like, this is going to be so much money. I was like, forget you it. You might as well just Not get a new it. pair of Prada shoes. <laughs> Ooh, so your first expense was Prada. They I were, like it. I dig yeah, it. I can totally see it. And they and had blue. to be yellow and blue. Yellow I and see blue. It. Yeah, so the front was yellow, and then halfway, they were turned like that, that electric blue color in the back. I love those shoes. I love it. Yeah. It's totally your personality. Yeah, and, and it was weird because I was working at the bank, at Bank Atlantic at that time. It was like a little teller job that I had, and I was like, this will never fly in a bank. Like you're supposed to wear like black shoes and that's it. So <laughs> my first shoe that I bought was a pair of Jordans. Well, the first pair of Jordans I ever had were the fours. How old were you? Right? How old were you? I was you? in middle school. Okay. My cousin gave them to me. <laughs> All right. They were the Jordan fours, right? And I was hooked. So I was like, I need to learn. I need to figure out a way that yeah. I can buy myself sneakers. Yeah. I was hooked on sneakers. That's it. I wasn't hooked like how people are hooked now. Like I just loved the way they felt on my feet because I played basketball and That's I couldn't right. understand how shoes could be made so well that I felt like I was playing in socks. Wow. So I saved my little money so I could get the Jordan fives. That's awesome. I, I don't think I've ever, ever owned a pair of Jordans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm on Prada, but never Jordans. I know. And then my first like expensive yeah. <laughs> to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> heels, stilettos. Yes. 
Yo, was a pair of Nine West. <laughs> Listen, those are great shoes. Listen, they're my favorite. Those are great I was just shoes. Telling my husband, you, a girl has always has to have a pair of Nine West. I like regular Nine West black heels. That that dresses so you up anywhere. I think I was I was probably like 21, <laughs> and I said, Yo, I'm gonna spend some money. I think I paid like 75 dollars for these Nine West shoes. That's and a bargain. I legit had those for almost 10 years. I was gonna say those things last forever. They lasted me forever. So I think for me, those were the two. <laughs> Do you want to see what I packed for Aruba? Oh Hold on. I have them right here. Hold on. <laughs> so, so Meaty's oh, actually... She's these. actually heading to Aruba, guys. You know what? She's... These, man, I have so much... We have so much to talk about. These are the same Oh, thing. my God. Those okay. are from Chicago. Okay. Well, this this is the Chicago? second time I wore them on stage. The first time you were with me in Chicago. In Chicago. This is the ah. second time. I haven't worn them since. Guys, these yeah. are so dope. Make sure you get a picture of those. These shoes are... Okay, guys, Meaty is... I wish I had video for this. <laughs> like, this is why I love Meaty. Like, she's... Those are like a six-inch heel. <laughs> They're five. Okay, five. Um, They are like a... Velvet. Velvet? Velvet material. What in color there. is that? This is like a fuchsia color. Like a fuchsia, right? So she will probably wear that with like this amazing dress. Some really bright lipstick because she's Latina. So that's what yes. we do, right? Yes. And she will go on stage and kill it. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about Aruba. So, you know what? They, they're, they're sending us to this flamingo private island. And I'm like, yes, to private islands. So then I was like, okay, I need to wear like a new bathing suit because it's going to be a private island, right? So I went like, and yes, bought... Like, yes, please. Yes. And then I went, and, I went and bought a new bathing suit. And so I told Louis about it. And I'm teasing him about it the whole time because he's like, what does it look like? I'm like, you know, I'm like, just wait. Just wait till we get there. You know, it's nice. I'm excited. So Aruba. So she's on her way to Aruba. She's going to go speak. Me and right? my heels. While you're on your way to Philadelphia well, with your sneakers. With my sneakers. This is her life. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and you just recently moved to Seattle, Washington. Yes. Because you work for one of the most amazing companies in the world. We'll yes. get to that in a second. Um, but initially, you lived in South Florida. I did. Know where we met. Where we met in Florida forever ago. I don't even forever. remember when. But... Before that, I want people to hear part of your story, like how you got here. Yeah. Where did you come from? Oof. What is your story with your familia? All yeah, that yeah. good stuff. I So I, I was, if you can pick up on my accent, it's because it's, I'm not native to here. I'm actually, I was born in Caracas, Venezuela, in a place called Barrio Union. So Barrio being ghetto and Union Union was the name of the ghetto. Uh, and that ghetto is one of the worst ones in Caracas. Actually, people uh, that have no money will uh, will live outside on the skirts of, of the, you know, surrounding the hills of Caracas, the valley, which is the capital. Um, and I was born in this tiny, tiny little house that um, it, it was just, I saw a picture the other day because I was at my mom's house and it was literally like a square, you know, with zinc ceiling and it when it would rain it would like drip all over uh yeah just a, a total shack that was my house i, I was born in a shack <laughs> and and it's it's amazing it's amazing because um you know my parents were missionary were missionaries there and eventually we made our ways our way here um to miami we, we we ended in miami and i remember clearly my dad you know we we were all so excited at the airport we had our bags and everything coming into like welcome to america welcome to miami bienvenido a miami <laughs> and uh, and my dad turns around and he's like i just want to tell you that you are in america but you are not american mm. don't ever forget that right and I was like, oh, Selena all over. <laughs> I was like, okay, thanks. Um, but there was there's a message to that. And it's always, always remembering where you come from. Mm -hmm. And I think that's 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 the key theme of my life is 
people see me you did mention i work for a, a great incredible company that's uh, making so much you know driving so much impact in today's world uh, at every stage i've seen it and i'm so excited to be there and it's, it's seriously by the grace of god i i can't attribute anything more than god has seen me through an incredible journey from a place that i would never think I would come out of ever, mm-hmm. ever, ever, ever. And I am in a, you know, at a tech hub in an incredible company surrounded by, by incredible people, meeting people like you in my life that God has placed. It has been nothing but favor uh, and not earned at all. Not not earned because God knows if, it, if he left it up to me, I would have screwed my life real good. <laughs> I tried. I tried many times, but he didn't let me. He didn't yes, let me yes, go through <laughs> So one of the, I talk about you all the time. Oh, I talk uh, about you all the time. You are like my life example, right? Um, so guys, my friend Meaty works for Microsoft. She mm-hmm. is, uh, I tell people she like owns the place. <laughs> She's <laughs> no, soon. I'm CEO, but I'm a storyteller. I'm a storyteller. That's but enough. she is a storyteller at Microsoft yes. and I'll let her explain what that is. But one thing, not one thing, just the way your career has gone has mm-hmm. been super impressive to me because you've inspired me all these years because you've been the type of person that you see something that you want and you go after it. Yeah. Even if you're not qualified for yeah. it. And I think, you know, watching you over the years go from position to position, but not even that you were jumping from company. Like you were, it's just seemed like everything you did was very intentional and you knew it was a setup for something else. That's right. And I remember when you went to Microsoft, I said, oh snap, this is about to be game changing for you. It is. And it was. So like... Then when you went after that, the social media position, I was like, yo, if she gets this job. That was insane. So tell me, tell them a little bit. I, I want you to kind of walk quick, not yeah. not too long, but, you know, just your journey in your career about how you started, because you started as an immigrant in this company. I did. And sometimes, you know, when people talk to me about immigration and all that stuff, and, you know, that's a hot topic mm-hmm, in our country right mm-hmm. now. Um, you know, you have the ones who speak down on immigrants. And yes. then. I love that I have people in my life who are immigrants who are like thriving. Mm -hmm. And so I'm grateful that I have these stories to share. Yeah. So for you, like what what has that been like being a Latina Mm -hmm. in these executive positions where it's mostly men? Yes. I have to start by saying that it's always been exactly what you said, Amanda. It's been about not thinking just about am I qualified for the position? The reality is. I don't think anybody ever qualified for any mm-hmm. position, okay? I mean, it looks good on paper and you could be like, yeah, check, check. But honestly, nobody's qualified. And I figured out, I was like, you know what? I'm never going to be qualified for anything. But you know what? I'm just going to go for my potential. I can sell myself and say, I think I can do that job. Do you, if you believe in me, let me do the job. Yeah. Maybe fire me if I don't do it, right? So, so the mentality switch for me, I think as an immigrant, you have that kind of hustle mode where you go, I have to try because if not, I'm going to, you know, I don't thrive. I have to, I have to make it. I have to make it. And there is that American dream belief I had that I had. Honestly, it was like, I can do that. I can, I, I refuse for my, for my generations, for my family. I refuse to be, you know, the, 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 um, the demographic that mm. we are set at the bars, the low bars that we can set ourselves for being Latinos, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, in the construction work. And, and I'm not saying that's not honorable and that's not good, but I'm, but if you want more, you can, you don't mm-hmm. have to set your mind to that. Yep. It, is, it is attainable and not necessarily if you're qualified or not. And that's what I, people don't get. People are like, Oh, well, I'm not qualified. I'm not even going to try. No, you try and you'll get it. 
So that kind of switched. I started uh, at a, an operation as an operation specialist away, like my first real job after the bank. Um, and, and and it just kind of kept going. I ended up in Motorola, and that was that's that set me into the um, the technology industry. Now, what's weird is I never saw myself as a woman in tech. Mm. I never because I was like I'm not techie, right? But I was, and I never saw myself as that. But I was in the industry. I've been in the industry for 20 plus years mm-hmm. now. And 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 that's again that it's mentality is when you set yourself up and you say you know what I am I am a woman in tech. I'm in the tech industry. You own it, and then you learn the industry, and and now you're in the industry. Now you're mm-hmm. leading the industry and impacting the industry. So, so, we, so we um, I thought about this, and I said, you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna switch my mind to how what I want to achieve next, not as a title, which is also interesting. Yeah, it's what I want to learn. So going into so for example, social media, I was like, okay, what can I I can get so much out of this? I, for me, not not as a title, and it was a title that it, it came with it, but it really wasn't about. That. it yeah. was about what I wanted to learn I want to be able to just drive myself in a place I've never been to before it was an adventure it is an adventure to kind of explore something I've never been in before and so same thing with storytelling I you know never knew never went to school to go to be a storyteller for Microsoft that just doesn't happen right you know that just social media didn't even exist when I was in school and, and, and you know in college you don't go to school to go do social media so those are the things that entice me to go you know it's new it's adventurous mm-hmm. it's something I have I, and that's what being the technology and I'll tell you it's so exciting because technology is new and so it's the same thing it's like we're exploring it we don't know what's going to come out of it we're looking at AI we're looking at machine learning and and I'm in it I'm in it mm-hmm. Amanda and I'm telling you it's scary it's scary but it's exciting because we don't know and I think that's the thrill of the job for me and and that's the adventure the theme is I'm going for stuff that I don't know what's going to happen and I'm not qualified for it because there's no qualifications nobody's ever done it before but I'm going to I'm going to try I'm going to try and and then you learn the industry and um you know now being you know, self-dubbed and now being recognized as a woman in tech, I own it because I do know the technology. I know what my company is doing. I know the power of technology. I can sit with an engineer and have an intelligent conversation about AI, machine learning and algorithms. And, you know, so I'm, and I'm not, I'm not, it's not too shabby, right? Yeah. I, I, can, I can have, so for everyone looking and thinking about their own journey, where you want to set yourself up is think about that theme. Think about, it's not qualifications or not, is where you want to end up and how you're going to get there um, and position yourself for it. Mm-hmm. Position yourself. For I remember it. you. Um, I remember when we first got the social media yes. position, oh my right? Gosh. And you, we you, celebrated in my yes. house, and I was like, "Yo, <laughs> this chick is freaking the social media person, right? That's crazy of Latin America." I know. And then I remember you told me the story about the North America position, and I took over how North you America. had went to them and told them you wanted the position, yes. and I was just like, "Man, like I wish people had that confidence, you know, that you have." And it's not just a self-confidence like you have and we've talked about mm. this you have a favor over your life like there's stuff and i think we we've talked about this for years just over us that there's certain things that we pray about and we just like all right god like we just trust god with yeah. it and if it's meant for us yeah. god is going to allow it for it to happen and he he opens up the doors and so i think that has always been interesting to me whenever you say man amanda i really want this job and i'm like yo she's about to get this job and when you call me and tell me that you get the job it's Mm -hmm. like man um it it not that it ever surprises me i get excited because i'm like i can't wait to see how else you're gonna succeed and then you killed that position right (laughs) then i remember we were in your dining room you were helping me work on some papers right 
And um, you were encouraging me to apply for a position that I was like, I yeah. have no business applying And I was like, for. just go, please, <laughs> just do, it. do it. And I remember I said to you, I was like, yo, if you ever sell this house, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. And you were telling me about a company that was trying to uh, yeah. get your attention, whatever, yeah. whatever. And you told me about these positions at Microsoft. And I said, yo, are you like, would you really leave? And you were yeah. like, yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> you, <laughs> you get interviewed for these positions and you get a position that you didn't even know you applied for. I did not. I, I <laughs> You know, and it's <laughs> right, and I, and and now it's all like happening, and, and you ask the question, how hard it's been as a Latina. You know, it's not easy. A lot of mm-hmm. people look at my life and they go, "Oh, cool, she must have it all put together." It's awesome. You know, it is awesome, but it is work. It is work to show up. Uh, the confidence I get, I promise you, is not mine. Mm-hmm. I am prayerful every time to show up and and be and honor God. Mm-hmm. with everything he gives me and, and stay humble. I remember before any, all, any of this happened, I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional, but, um, you know, the Lord spoke to me in Micah 6 and the verse, you know, was, you know what's good. The Lord has shown you what is good and mortal, oh mortal. Mm. So please walk humbly with your God. Do justice. Be just, be kind and walk humbly with your God. Three things that I take with me and I remind myself of every day. Being Latina in a market where it is all men and, and not, you know, not just all white men. It is white men. But then you have, you know, in the tech in the tech industry, there's just there's diversity, but they're men. Mm-hmm. And and to be able to walk in, they label you immediately. They look at you. <laughs> you know, they're judging you. And that's OK, because I'm wearing my heels. You know, here comes, you know, whatever they're thinking. Bimbo Miri. I don't know. South Florida Miri. Um, and I don't, I, I have learned to balance to the two things, not lose myself in the process. Mm-hmm. I still wear my heels. I can't wear them in winter though, because <laughs> it rains and it gets cold, but, uh, and I tried, but, um, but you, but you can wear high heel boots in summer <laughs> and I have Louis Bobby some, I mean, in, in winter. Um, but, but it's not losing myself, honoring God, um, and showing them that I'm capable. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm qualified. That's different. But I'm capable. I, have I love capacity. that. That's awesome. Not yeah. that I'm qualified, but that I'm capable. Because I'm not. And I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. And I come in with the with the attitude of, look, I don't have it all put together. I sure don't know as much as you do. You're probably smarter than me. And that's okay. I'm actually here because you're smarter than me. I want to learn from you. See, and that's what I admire about you. You're not afraid to fail. Right. I, I was talking to uh, my friend Liz the other day from Fusion. Yeah. Um, she's on the podcast, but she, um, she has a confidence like that as well. And she says, you know, for her, it was never a question of, do I belong at the table? Mm -hmm. She says, I know I belong there. Mm -hmm. So even if I don't have a seat yet, I'm gonna get a seat. Yeah. And it's not, it's not a arrogant thing. Like she just knows, like, I know I'm capable of, um, I have, I have something to contribute. And so I think with you, it's the same thing. Like, you're not afraid to fail. You know you have something con- to contribute. I think what I was impressed with, I mean, I've, I've been impressed with your whole life. But when we went to Chicago, mm-hmm. I remember um, I was just going through a season of life that I just needed to get away for a couple mm-hmm. of days. You're like, come to Chicago. Yeah. I was like, absolutely. I want to come <laughs> see you speak. And I remember meeting, you introduced me to the young lady who is the social media lead for McDonald's. McDonald's, yeah. And I was blown away. I was like, this is a young woman who is leading this. Miri's here doing this. And I was blown away at how many young people were, you know, the social media thing is just this new thing that has boomed in the past few years. Um, And I remember going, I didn't know what to expect Mm -hmm. of you speaking. I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, she's the keynote speaker and 
wow, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> All these people want to hear her speak. And I remember watching you on stage and your confidence was just out of hand. Like it, I'm used to being on stage. So I know yeah, there's a certain know. things like you get on stage and it's just something turns on. Yeah. But I saw it on you. But I was blo- what blew me away from it all was that you were talking about the power of storytelling. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget you. All you did was share your story. Mm-hmm. You shared. Your, mm-hmm. I'm sitting there. I was like, is she telling her testimony? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Is that what this is? Yeah. And I remember when we went back to the hotel and I said something to you like, yeah. yo, you get paid to tell your testimony. Yeah. And we were just in awe of how God has used. So what with that, how have you seen because your your um journey has been like none other, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I love that you you absolutely always go back and say it was all God. Mm-hmm. Cuz you I mean, you can't look at your life and be like, "Oh yeah, she did that." No. Um, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Nothing I did. <laughs> so, you know, like how how has that impacted your life? I love how, what you said, you know, you remain humble, but how yeah. has that impacted your life and the way you pursue things yeah. and the way you mentor? That's a great question. So, you know, yes, I God has actually given me the platform and this is what we were talking about earlier is that um we are all given a space in life to do the great commission and it doesn't mean it has to be in church Mm -hmm. or about church or from church or delegated by church we are given talents we're given backgrounds we're given diversity we're given all these platforms to put together to in a specific time and place that god has placed us in to be that light and so i recognize that in my life and through the power of story storytelling, I was like, well, I preach this stuff at the business level. What does that really mean? Storytelling is about heart. And my pitch, you know, is really um, actually the late pitch that I've had. you haven't heard of this yet. But <laughs> I'm actually doing this. I'm kicking it off in uh, Cop- uh, not Copenhagen, uh, Stockholm uh, in October. So I'll give you a little preview. Um, it's about AI because everything is right now mm-hmm. AI. And my pitch, uh, they called me and they say, hey, you know, we want you to be the keynote. What's your pitch? And I was like, I don't have a pitch. So I had to pray. pray. And then I came back. I was like, okay, here's my pitch. My pitch is storytelling, the one thing AI can't do. Mm. And I break down the human heart because the machines are going to do so much, so many things, so much better than we will ever be able to do. They're going to do things. I am, I've been exposed and I don't want to scare you, but I've been exposed to some crazy stuff that I've seen that's going to come out on the market and you're going to be like, whoa. Whoa. Like back to the future times 10, Mm. right? And I'm like, freak, this is insane. How are we, how are we going to survive in this high tech world? How is the humanity going to continue the way it's always been? And it's through story. Mm. Our our, our survival has depended on stories and it will continue. And and Jesus was the best storyteller, right? He was, he was the most wonderful storyteller. From him, we take all cues. So using that, I said, no, when I talk about heart, that is the testimony. We talk about passion. We have that. God gave us that. Mm-hmm. So that is the platform. How I've used that in my job today, how I use that in you know in many platforms is understanding, once again, God, God has given me that. And so I will speak freely of it. And I do. And I'm not afraid. And I speak of Jesus. And I represent Jesus. And in a world where today everybody's proud to be something, mm. I'm proud to be Christian. Absolutely. And, and nobody can tell me different. And, and people have come to me and they've asked, you know, wow, you're so bold. I'm like, no, that's that's just who I am. I don't need to be bold about who I am. That's just who I am. It's who I am. Yep. I, I'm not trying to represent anything. It's who I am. So if you want me here, I will talk about it. I will talk about it. This is what I will talk about. In my mentorships, it's the same way. People come to me thinking they're going to get career advice, right? Hey, Mir, you know, I want to get this job. How do you, how are you, how did you brand yourself? How do you do that? How do you, and I was like, 
I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just giving myself permission to be myself. And you need to as well. And stop thinking about the label, the job, the one, the VP title. Those are goals that we think we think that once we achieve them, we're going to, we win. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and then we surprise ourselves when we do that. That wasn't it. And then we get, become empty. You know, we become empty because we, we, we seek that one thing and then we achieve and we're like, oh crap, that, that was it. Really? And there was no heart there's or no, foundation there's, there's to there's it. No, there's no, um, no heart yet, but there's also like no, 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 um, no season behind it. There's, mm-hmm. there's nothing behind it. It's just empty, right? It's an empty goal. When you attach yourself to the purpose of God in your life, you know that God has you for that purpose. It's beyond money. It's beyond title. It's beyond, and it's God. I step on that stage. Amanda, with every ounce of myself, I step up. I go blank, by the way. Before I step <laughs> on stage, I'm like, I've rehearsed for 30 hours. Crap, I don't know what I'm going to say next. And and I and I do that in God. I, I'm like, my, my last words before getting, I'm, I'm backstage in the green room, wherever, God use me. Mm-hmm. If it's one person in this sea of people, because we've gone through, you know, from a Chicago room, there was maybe 100, <laughs> I don't know how many people, but... You know, now now it's gotten into the thousands, I right? Know, it's I crazy. Love it. <laughs> and I'm like, if it's one person, one person that um, that will hear of you, mm-hmm. and I'm not just speaking Jesus, right? I'm presenting Jesus, mm-hmm. and I don't have to say Jesus because He's there. Yep, he's yep, yep. moving. He's he's I've, I've I've summoned him to this place, and He's there, and I know it. I've had people come up to me, and you know, ladies, whatever, men. And to say, I don't know what you said. I don't know exactly what you said. But whatever it was, it touched me in a de- level that I, I, I'm, I've i changed. And I'm like, well, that's called Jesus. Just <laughs> FYI. I just want to let you know. <laughs> right? And that's when I, I stepped in with the testimony. Mm-hmm. And I, I just talked about tech. I talked about robots and mm-hmm. algorithms and, you know, gigabytes and all these things that they want to hear about. They think they want to hear about. And behind that is the message of, listen, we could be all that smart and we could be creating artificial intelligence. But in order to, for us to create intelligence, we have to be created. And for us to be created, that has to be created, which means there has to be a creator. Mm. So we are our intelligence. We were created. Mm-hmm. A big creator created us. And so it's that it's that thought of what's behind all this technology is God. Mm-hmm. It's God, I love that because um, what you were saying earlier, you know, about um, not pursuing a position, right? I when I when I speak to a lot of young artists, um, especially this generation, a lot of young artists want things to well, just people in general, they want things to happen fast. We're just in that society, that culture. That's the culture now. It's the quick culture. We're social media, 140 characters, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, everything's a quick yes. answer, you know, Instagram stories, you got 10 seconds to get your message across. Yes. Um, but when I speak to young artists, I try to, you know, they think they're coming to speak to me about advice on the yes. music business and yes. how do I get signed? And, mm-hmm. I, and you know, most of my conversations with them is I'm talking about their heart. Like, Purpose. what is your why? Purpose. You know, why? why? That's exactly why, why are you wanting to even do this? Why? And it's funny because I'll spend an hour, two hours talking to them and probably the last 10 minutes of our conversation, <laughs> like, well, with oh, all yeah. that said, by the way, That's right. <laughs> this is how you get signed. That's right. <laughs> and, you know, um, I think sometimes you, that's the reality of it. I think with the why, the purpose, you know, behind it, because everyone's created for something. Mm-hmm. And if you can mm-hmm. learn that and know that, move in that and walk confidently in that, it, it, everything else will begin to fall into place. And you don't really have to pursue a position no. because 
then you can walk into something confidently like I might not have all the qualifications for it but I'm gonna try it why not you know and I think that for me has just been my big always like wow thing and for you you know um People, I can see, you know, people, I see people hit you up online all the time. Yeah. They're attracted to that. And I yeah. love when people are attracted to it and they don't know when you're a Christian. Yeah. It's always like, um, there's something about you that's different. I don't, I don't, I don't, don't know quite, what it is. Point, point it. Like, <laughs> what is it? What is it? What is it? Yeah. And it's, you know, you're able to change the atmosphere. You're able to do all that. But, you know, with you, um, you know, I can see it online when people reach out to you mm. and stuff. But something I wanted to ask you about. Um, so... You had a mentee yes. that recently just got hired at Adobe. He did. And he gave you a shout out and it all started with the tweet. It did. It did. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> I've been dying to ask yeah. you. By the way, and that's the one thing that I love to do is really connect with people. Like I'm not one of those people that are looking to be like, oh, I need to just have a number, no, just not a thousand followers and I'm not going to follow back. Honestly, that's not what I'm about. If you connect with me and you're sincere about it, I, I, I connect with you back because I really believe that we can learn from each other. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that's for me, that's the, the power of social media is that, and I've seen it in my life. I can tell you that most my biggest gigs in all over the world, Australia, those places I've been to have people found me online. Like that's, that's sick to think that, you know, that is the power of social media and people talking about you and, and you branding yourself well. Um, so this, this happened because I actually met Joe, uh, Joe works for Adobe and he's one of the uh, social media influencer enablers for, for Adobe. Great guy. Um, very, you know, very high up on his ranks. And we were both speaking at the Reagan Disney conference, uh, about a couple of years ago. And so we sat in the same table and we just, you know, you connect, right? So we connected and we followed each other and he recently posted the position. Now I've been working with my mentee for about a year, less than a year. And his goal was to get, um, was to get a job in tech. He wanted to get a job in tech. Now he has a crazy story himself. Actually, he, um, he had been scouted by the CIA and he had, he wanted to get into that oh, field. Geez. And I had just met a KBG agent, retired agent. Uh, and he had a crazy story. He became an American. It was insane. He's a Christian. And so I connected them to, I said, listen, you want to get into this field? Talk to this guy, Jack. And so he did. And after his conversation with Jack, he's like, you know, I don't want to get into this world. Mm. And I was like, oh, come, come, come. What was the conversation about? Tell me. And he, he was, he just essentially said, you know, in this field, I, I can make, I have to make a decision whether I want to serve my country this way or my God. And there's going to be compromises made if I go this way and I don't want to compromise God. And I say, wow, kudos. Let's get you into tech, right? So <laughs> I was like, whatever you want. Let's move your own this go. side. So then he switched and he decided to go into tech. And as soon as I saw, he, you know, Joe posted it as he would, uh, you know, any job. And he's like, hey, this job is available. I tagged him. And immediately we moved together and like, you know, went into, uh, to meet him on LinkedIn. So I connected him, I did a warm referral on LinkedIn. Uh, and that was it. I mean, he basically got, you know, the first interview after the first interview, of course he sold himself well, but it was a tweet. It was just me literally. And I tagged him with the little eyes. I, it was an emoji. It wasn't even like anything else. I was just Yo, like, and that's okay. like your number one form of I communication. I, I love emojis. <laughs> you know, I actually voted. I, I sent a vote out uh, for people and, and I the, saw it. <laughs> Listen, people like emojis too. I'm not the only one. Anyway, so, and, and it is the power of connection. You know, one of my mentors said to me once, and I believe it, it's not who you know, 
is who knows you and what they know about you, mm. right? So when they hear Miri, what are they hearing? When they hear Amanda, what are they hearing? And I love that they associate, I can associate you as a sneakerhead because they were like, yeah, Amanda, what a be, what a be. And, 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 there's, and there's that flavor that you bring that I immediately, it comes to my brand. There's a picture of you when I hear but a pee, when mm-hmm. I see, you know, you've branded yourself in a way that is so beautiful, so strong, and, and it works, right? And so that's that's the way that we need to be, that we need to brand ourselves. We each have that unique uniqueness about us that when we shine it when we make it shine um people associate that now people are like you know storytelling miri storytelling me uh now hopefully it's going to be ai and storytelling i'm incorporating robots into this whole, whole mix um but you know that that's what happened so yeah he got the job he's moving we just had lunch today because they were celebrating um and his mom was like you my son i'm so excited you know like the whole she's, she's spanish so she's been as well into she's like oh yeah me and me I'm like, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. So we're all excited and celebrating uh, successes. As a mentor, um, there's nothing better than seeing my mentees thrive and get beyond what I've ever accomplished. Mm -hmm. He's starting out, you know, at 20-something. God knows I wasn't there at 20-something, Lord. I mean, he's got a huge future ahead of him. I saw that, and I was like, whoa, you're doing well. So... Good for him. Isn't it exciting to see people that you've invested Mm. in win? That's the ROI, right? I mean, you spend time with these people and that's what you want. You want them to do better, to see, to see things, to get it. You want them to get it. They want them to get, and, 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 you know, not here's, here's the deal. A lot of people come to me because they're insecure and it's back to that. It's where do you find your insecurity from or your security? Mm -hmm. Because you're, we live in this hyper connected world of, Instagram or we're back to social media we use it instead instead of using to connect with each other we use it to judge each other to or to each compare other. with each other <laughs> yeah that's not the use of it yep. it's show up be yourself connect with people genuinely and drive your message and God does the rest mm-hmm. God does the rest and he has with me and he'll do it with you that's how it works yep I I love when when um I'm able to meet new people or if I know that I'm in a season of mentoring yeah uh, my goal with anyone I mentor is that when they walk away, they walk away feeling like they could do what I just taught them, mm-hmm. that they can do my job or do it better. Yes. Like that for me is if I can literally say, hey, I'm ready to step out of this position. Do you want it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they can be like, yeah. Yes. And I know that they'd be able to do it. That for me makes me feel like I've done my job. There's nothing worse for me to work with someone who is intimidated by my confidence, mm-hmm. especially if I'm, if I've come in to help, help empower them. you and yeah. like, let me come in to help make you better. So when, when I walk away, you you're better, yes. right? My husband said that to me the other day and it has stuck with me. He was like, any, anything that you commit to, you know, once you get to the place that it's time for you to walk away, yeah. anything that you, you, um, end yeah. should, when you're leaving should yeah. be better than how it was when yeah. you started you with them. You leave it on a high note and then you leave a, a successor that will take over and make it better after you because you prepare them. Absolutely. And I think that's, if, if you, especially when you're, when you're, um, when you're looking at, you know, and I think sometimes like someone like me, I'm, I don't stay in one place too mm-hmm. long. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's just, you know, that's, I'm that's just not the mo- Yeah. I'm not. I meet people that have been at companies for 15 years and I'm like, dude, I wish I could do that, but I would, sh- I would die <laughs> unless I really love that job. But, um, but I like, I like, I like the flexibility that I can move around yeah. and stuff like that. But yeah. that was a challenge for me of, you know, just being able to go back and Hey, has everything that I, everyone I've worked with 
have they have I left and they've been better you know and if not okay how do I change that moving forward that the next person or the next company or whoever it is whatever next project mm-hmm. I take on is it going to be left better after I leave and I think if we focus on that that kind of gives you something to pursue of yes. um yeah I'm good but I want the person behind me to be great you know, I had an epiphany the other day about that uh, as a mentor, um, because every time I ask the people that, that you know, that why, right, exact, I ask them exactly that. What, what is the purpose? Why do you want that job? Why do you want to do this? Why do you, why, why do you want to accomplish that? Go back home. Your homework is to ask yourself why 10 times, mm. seven times, come back. And when they arrive at their why, right, every one of them, all of my mentees have ended at, it starts with them and their own personal gains. And then they end after a few whys with, I want to make the world better. Mm-hmm. I want to teach someone. I want to leave a legacy. And the epiphany I had was, that's how God made us. He made us to leave a legacy. He made us, and that's why storytelling is so, so powerful because through stories, we leave, we are, we immortalize ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, people remember what we said. People remember how we taught someone. People remember the stories we shared. Back to why I share my stories I'm not afraid to show up and say, I don't have it put together. <laughs> I suck. I fail. I fail fast. I fail again. It's okay because we all do. Mm-hmm. And in the work that I've been allowed to do at Microsoft, which has been such an honor, um, I brought that vulnerability to the stories of tech. I've brought the people behind the technology. I've, I've sat in front of top cloud engineers and said, but why are you doing this again? Well, because it's my- cool. No, 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 for real. Like why? Why? No, but tell me again why. Let's have lunch. And then the story's coming. I'm like, whoa. Mm. And then I put it out there and people are like, whoa. And it's, it's that. Yep. And, the, and it comes, it all, it's the teaching, it's the teaching there is godly. It's so godly because it's it's how he brings us together through the why. The purpose is mm-hmm. him. And how we connect through each other, by each other, for each other through these stories. Like I'm saying. Well, you, you just talked about legacy. And I think like even right now, we're doing this podcast, yeah. right? And we have two young ladies here with us. My daughter, who's eight. Your niece, who is nine, right? Ten. She's ten Listen, years old. Listen, when you're nine, you're nine. When you're ten, you're ten. My and bad. That's t- She's double a double digit, digit that's midget. That's double digit. <laughs> I just have to say, don't, don't, don't bring that down. And so we her. have two of our girls with us. She's eight. And my daughter's eight. And what is your name, sweetheart? Adriana is here and she's 10 years old. So this stuff I love because mm-hmm. these they're seeing, they're seeing us do what we do. And that's what I want. Like, mm-hmm. I want my daughter to get older and be like, man, I remember my Didi media. I yeah. remember my mom. Yeah. Like, they just used to, like, take over the world and just yes. talk about this and talk about that. And I think that's huge. You know, um, you and your husband, we've been friends forever. Oh your gosh, husband and my long? husband have been best friends. Yes. So we talk about you guys all the time. We talk I, about you guys all the time. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about each other. <laughs> but um, what I have taken, I mean, I've taken so much from you guys, but yeah. there's two things that me and Kanata always go back to um, in your marriage, yeah. right? There's certain things in your marriage that I love. Um, just the way we all know each other's stories, yes. right? Just the, the ups and the downs that yes. we've gone through. Um, but just the stuff that you guys have gone through and have um been victorious Mm -hmm. over and just to see you guys now Mm -hmm. like the way you guys are on a team together that is like for me like yes that's what i want and i love i think every marriage goes through that you have seasons of you know you feel like you're on a team and then you have have seasons i can't stand you season 
was like, we're never gonna talk again. I hate you. Don't touch me. Don't look at me. Get away from me, season. But I love where you guys are at now. Yeah. Like watching you, because you're like in this tech world, thriving. Yeah. But then Lewis is in this other, yeah. he works in the tech world too, but his oh, passion is cooking. He's artsy, man. And then you guys are just, uh, blended. you guys are just blended. It's yeah. working. That's that one thing. The other thing is you're parenting with the boys. Mm-hmm. Um, it has given me such a great insight. Like I pull things from you guys. There's something that you guys said with us. Uh, you guys sat with us a few months, I think before you guys moved. And you guys shared about your family having a mission statement. Yeah. That like completely changed yeah. me and Kanata's yeah. life. We were like, dude, mm-hmm. we need a mission statement yeah. for the smalls. You do. So I just like, I love world. that about you guys because <laughs> you guys have goals. Like you we guys do. have set a five-year you plan. Have to. And Without vision, people die. We die. And I think honestly, our marriage, to be brutally honest, we didn't have that. Nobody mm-hmm. taught us that. And so we were going off on a tangent. All of us, like, you know, you move one degree a year, you've been married 20 years, that's freaking 20 degrees apart, right? And you're so you're, you're, you're far apart and you don't understand each other. And now you're bickering because you think you, and you don't understand you're actually on the same team. Yep. You're on the same team, and we didn't. I didn't feel it like that. I was fighting my husband every five minutes, and then it was it was horrible. Even makeup sex was horrible. It was like we were just trying to make up for the makeup sex. It's not. It was like work. this is still wack. Like, listen, man. I heard it was good. It's not. This is horrible. Okay, please edit this. But it's the realness of. You just trying to do something. You're on the you're on the ba- you're on the bad path. That's the wrong path. And <laughs> and, and and we we sat down and we we're like, hey, what's going on? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. I mean, we had crisis and we 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 had crisis and the crisis stopped us. Right? We had to make a decision. And the decision was that: what is our vision? What are we doing? How mm-hmm. are we doing? And why? Why? And why? And why? Yep. This yep. Back yep. To that yep. Yep. And what is our story? And are we willing to share that story? I am. I'm mm-hmm. good with that. I can talk to anybody about anything. I'm not ashamed about my mistakes. And that's okay because I am here. Again, it is not about me. It's the grace of God that mm-hmm. brought me here. And it's I will always give him glory for that. So the teamship that we have today uh, really has come. Again, people look at us. Oh, you guys have. A, yes, we have a good. But we. it's been work. And it, it's work all the time. It doesn't ever <laughs> stop. The sex is better. Thank God. But, you know, it's, 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 it's always work. And the work. The work is good because everything that we have, a lot of people want a great house. A lot of people want a great relationship. They mm-hmm. want the dream job. But a lot of people are not willing to put in the work yep. that it takes. And it's a lot of work. It's the most work, but it's worth it. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. And so have a vision for your family. Have a vision for your life. Have a vision and look at it and, 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 and you know, don't be afraid to change it, to modify it. Every, every year, look at it and say, are we on track for this? Are we, is this really what we want or do we want something different and, and, and have it and change it? Um, and it, it's when you're working together for a vision, then it's you against the world. It's both of you Absolutely. against the world and nobody can come against that because if you don't have that, then you're just like kind of, you know, like zombies walking around and anything, any shiny little object is going to distract you. And I think with you guys, what I've been able to see is like you're, um, I think when you do that, it allows for you guys to, I, I feel like it allows your marriage mm-hmm. um you as parents mm-hmm. and then you as an individual to constantly be on an adventure yeah and it never and gets it's boring fun. it's <laughs> not boring exactly and then we are in each other's you know it, like my husband's i'm the total like you know socialite and limelight and 
high heels and he's like, let me just be home. Let me cook my food. And then everybody enjoys it. And I'm not even going to post it on Instagram. And I'm like, Instagram, this is such Instagram worthy, you know? And he's like, no, I have, I've broken like so many selfie sticks because he doesn't take a picture. And I'm like, selfie stick, it's my life. Um, and so we're so poor opposites on everything. Um, and he's so, so he's not social at all. And, and instead of like beating him up for it or him beating me up for being social, we just blend and we say, okay, you bring that balance to me. Mm-hmm. That's cool, right? There's times when he's just like, okay, we're going to be somewhere. We're not Instagramming this at all it's our moment i'm like yeah yeah of course click no i'm just kidding <laughs> no I, 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 <laughs> just one story one story no 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 um but but it's a balance and, and we we balance each other out and we've learned and to- i love that you said that because mm-hmm. you guys made a, a a deal with the kids yeah. years ago yes. that they would not be on social media it was that's their right. choice that's right um and i love that you you have protected them yeah um, I love that you protected your marriage on social media because, yes. which I think is ironic because you're the social media guru. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that speaks a lot about, um, what family is to you. Mm-hmm. You know, family for you is definitely priority. And I love that in this season that where you're at, that mm-hmm. even though you've got this amazing job, yeah. you're constantly traveling. Like you guys have been so intentional with bringing your marriage on the road with you. Oh yeah. How has that been working? And no, amazing. Nobody knows. So everybody's like, oh, you know, how do you keep in your husband? Like, honey, he's with me. Cause nobody knows. <laughs> he's like the ghost that nobody knows about. I'm like, he's there. He's having fun. I'm just not posting it. Yeah. Right. Uh, and I am protecting that. And, and it was one of the best decisions I made. Um, being able to get on the road with my family, with my boys, uh, with uh, with Louis, he's gonna meet me in Aruba. It's gonna be amazing. Um, you know, it, it is it is the it is the protected story that is ours to to tell mm-hmm. us. I don't need to be showing that on social media. Mm-hmm. The world doesn't need to know that I'm having a great time with my husband, and that's my private moment, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. So that's the kind of thing that it's been working out even better because it becomes exclusive to us yep and and it's and we it's our thing and it's our secret and nobody knows about it and that's okay yeah uh, so i don't need to show up every little aspect of who we are and, and who we're not it's not i'm not i'm not there to to get judged or to get liked by people who are, don't pay my bills thank you i don't care um it is it's worked out so wonderfully um and my boys have appreciated it as well um we have our thing as a family unit. We are protected. We've protected ourselves and it stays with us. Our mm-hmm. family stories and our family jokes are there with us. I'll share some things. And to be honest, I have asked them permission to share some things when there's something's really funny or a story is really good. Um, because I also want people to know that my husband's there. He's real. Yeah. He <laughs> I am married. It's been 20 years. I am married. <laughs> um, but, and people are like, I'm like, yes, I am. I'm married. And I put that on my social media wife and, and mom. Um, so sometimes I'll share a picture um, and I'll share a story. But I do get their permission before I post. I want them to know what I'm posting. And it's not, again, it's not about me. It's about us and our family mm-hmm. unit. I think the more you're exclusive about, about your family unit, the, the family members feel protected and yep. feel that we are stronger that way. That's good. Yeah, I like that. And and we we weren't thinking of it that way. Uh, I just, you know, being the social media guru, as you say, it ironically worked out that way because I was like, man, it's almost like when you know you're in the field, like, oh, crap, I know all this stuff. I better not get my family into that. You know what I mean? It's like protect. Uh, so, so it was, it was, it was weird because yes, the intention is to be on social media, but how much do you share yeah. about yourself and why? Again, back to the why. Is it to be liked? Is it is to get the numbers? Mm-hmm. Or is it truly to be genuine and authentic and show up and and connect with people? Which is that's and my. I why. think that's important because I I know when we were you know when we were touring, my daughter used to travel with us. Yes, I remember that. And so. Zoe, she, was, she would love the backstage show. She was yeah, Zoe was a, she was born to be a star. Mm-hmm. And so she used to tour with us and um 
she, so she's used to the she she got used to the limelight but I remember as she got older I think she was like about four or five I remember I got stopped at a Dunkin Donuts okay. um, and someone was like hey but a Pete and they were talking to me as if they knew me yes. so I'm thinking maybe they I were one of the kids you from told me this story. <laughs> I'm thinking they're like one of the kids from a, a youth ministry yes. or something and I'm like, how do I know you? Do you go to Powerhouse? And they're like, no, I'm one of your, you know, I follow you, whatever. And they're asking me about Zoe, about her yeah. birthday and all this stuff. And that's when I realized like, whoa, I'm not doing a good job at protecting her. Mm. Um, and it wasn't that I wasn't protecting her on online. It was right. just at shows. Yes. So after that, um, people used to always want to take pictures of her. Uh-huh. And so I ended up starting to change in my rider. Mm-hmm. Like I need security uh, mm-hmm. and not to be bougie, but no. it was, I have it's a daughter. Protection. Yeah. And so after I get off stage, I need yeah. someone to keep her backstage. Yeah. And I started having to change stuff because I started seeing pictures online mm-hmm. of her and like, who, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> Why do you have a picture of my daughter? And so, you know, um, that type of stuff was important to me because it was very important for me to have her on the road because I was a new mom. Yeah. Just bonding with her my husband and I were traveling together it was amazing that was wonderful but I had to go through a season of just guarding all of that where yeah. now you know I'm not traveling as much anymore with right. my family I still right. travel but now it's more of same thing hey Zoe you're older now right. like what do you, do you want to do this and even in that when she wants to guarding that yeah making sure that people don't have as much access a lot of people are always asking me, how come you and Kanata don't post? Like, we want to see mm-hmm. your marriage. And I'm, I don't even like people knowing what my house looks like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, again, that's, that's, that's your kingdom, right? And you have, there's some things that are for you. And again, I don't, if, if that's your thing, go do that. But for me, mm-hmm. it's worked really well because I am a public figure. Yeah. And and I, I want to have something that's mine, that I call mine, and that I know, uh, you know, I come home to. Yeah. And you don't want to feel pressured. No. Because everyone else is and doing it. And they ask you and they know but it's also the exclusivity of i don't have to show you that mm-hmm. it's mine and and i feel that i have ownership a little bit over it and, and it feels good that i have control over something because we do we have control over what we show um and my kids too like i always felt when they were babies and social media came out they weren't babies yet i mean they were a little older but um when social media when facebook came out and all that um you know i was i saw a lot of people sharing about their kids we, again it's fine we all love it because it's mm-hmm. friends and family but i thought wow you know I don't know if they, when they grow up, they're going to want to see pictures All of that. themselves in diapers. Like, they're going to be like, mom, really? That, and that's, that's their life. Like, I, can't, I don't have a saying. It's lives, so true. You know? So I was like, you know what? I better not. I better not because they're probably going to hate me. They're, you know, so I did it. Maybe 18, Google them. Freak. Can you imagine? Oh, my gosh. Have you Googled yourself? No. Oh gosh, you gotta do I it. I haven't done it in a while. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. You gotta Google yourself. Freaking I Google pick- myself like oh, everybody gosh. has. You people have to Google themselves. You gotta find out what's out there. What people are putting up <laughs> about you? Like it's crazy. I fool myself all the time. I'd be scared what comes clean. up. A friend of mine actually Googled himself a couple, like two years yeah. ago, and his mugshot came No. Up. I was like, dude, that's so old. <laughs> how'd you, how'd you, how'd that come up? But. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. So, last question. Yeah. Because you, your life has been, you've been on an amazing journey. I have. What What would you say is like your hope and desire? Like once you leave this world, what do you want people to know or remember of you? Yeah, I thought about that a lot. So I, I have always thought about what is my legacy? What will people say at my funeral? What will that be? Um, you know, I the word is light. I want people to, to think of me as light, as someone who came in and, and was a bit of sunshine in their lives that I was able to just, anybody who met me, I, I hope, and, and I'm sorry if anybody's ever encountered anything different, but I'm intentional to drive 
an impact uh, from the kindness of who God is, mm. the goodness of who he is, and femininity, um, and all of that, uh, the attributes of being warm and being um, a woman. Um, I think there's a beauty, so much beauty in being a woman and what that entails in today's world uh, and so much movement that there is. I was brought up a fervent feminist and that's okay. My mom thought that was the best thing coming from a barrio. You got it. You got to survive. Mm-hmm. But I think the ideology of that has just become so distorted in today's world and at the extreme of men bashing, don't open my doors because I have two good arms. Ah, boys, I have a husband. I want him to open up mm-hmm. my doors. And I want to raise boys that open doors for girls. So bringing that balance, I want to be remembered for that. Bringing a balance of biblical basis, things that God established for us uh, to be, uh, for the world that in a society that seems to go against all of it, there are still remnant of people that are still driving those biblical, biblical principles yep. in the platform that we're given. I wholeheartedly believe that the job I've been given with all the responsibility that it has today and the platform I've been given to speak to many people in many parts of the world is be, they think that I'm talking about technology and storytelling, but I'm talking about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's what I want to be known as, as somebody who could, you know, I don't know what she's saying. I don't know why you're feeling this. I'm like, yeah, it's called the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and that's called Jesus. Uh, and I can talk to you a little bit more about that. I want to be known as someone who is found with integrity. Um, I'm going to fail and I have failed royally um and i will continue to fail and that's what keeps me humble like like you know god's like yeah it's not about you let me remind you fail you know (laughs) Uh, so um but beyond my failings i want to be remembered as someone who just got up and dust up you know and dust off and and continued under the grace of god by god only because again it's not about me that's awesome you're awesome i love love you you. (laughs) jinx guys this is my girl meaty Thank you. Thank She's you. the best person ever. This podcast is going to be like amazing. <laughs> it's like if I read table times 10. I know. I, I'm looking for, for everyone to get to know you. Tell people how they can follow you. Yeah. So find me on uh, Twitter at Miri Rod, M-I-R-I-R-O-D. And uh, LinkedIn. I'm always on LinkedIn as well. On Instagram, I'm Miri Rod as well. I'm not on Snapchat anymore. Are you on Snapchat? Nah. Yeah. Not Sorry, funny. Snapchat. Sometimes I get in, I stalk people on it, but <laughs> <laughs> not on Facebook. Never happened. So I never, you know, whatever. Not on Facebook, but you can find me elsewhere and you can Google me as well. Some YouTube stuff happening. You're so bougie. Just Google me. Shut up. <laughs> You'll find some shoes. No, you won't. <laughs> but Miri Rod, make sure you guys follow her. If you guys need some sort of, you know, one on one talks, she's booking sessions, guys. I am. Call me up. Hit, Hit me her up. up. Don't be afraid. Just don't don't get intimidated. She's got some <laughs> good combos for you. She dropped some really good nuggets, guys. I mean, I'm lucky I get them all the time, but oh, feel free so to much. hit her up. She'll hit you back. She may hook you up with a job at Spotify or something. I don't know. She knows everybody. (laughs) You know everybody. We know everybody. We do. (laughs) We have a wealth of resources. It's crazy. It's pretty cool. But we utilize them wisely. So I love you, Meaty. Thank you you for everything. Thank you for being on here, supporting me, supporting what I do. You know I always will. I know. You know that. I got your back, girl. We're gonna keep taking over the world together. That's right. Now go cook. Your husband's ready. I am. I know. Go cook for his parents. Leave me alone. You're all the way in Seattle. Leave me alone. See, that's what happens when you're Latina. Yo. You still got to go cook. <laughs> I got to go cook. It don't matter how much me. money you make. Get, girl, get in that kitchen. That's right. I got to go. I got to go to Publix. <laughs> all right. Love you. Love you. Guys, thanks for hanging out with me and my girl, Meaty. It's Kicking It With Butter, the podcast. I love you guys. We'll kick it next week again. All right. See you guys next week. Hey, thanks for kicking it with me today. 
Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And do me a favor. If you can just rate the show, let people know what you think, that would be awesome. And be sure to follow me online at Kicking It With Butter. I'm looking forward to connecting with you. All right? I'm going to catch you guys later.